What is going on, everyone? Welcome to yet another episode of the Slaw Sports Show. I'm your host, Cole Noble, a.k.a. Slaw, and we got another weekly episode today. Like I said last week, every episode um, from now on will be on Saturdays. We'll try to keep a consistent, um, just keep a consistency on the podcast, making sure we have a new episode coming out every Saturday, get a weekly episode, and always have something to talk about. Now that we have sports back, it's a lot easier to do so. And last week, we talked about the MLB starting up their season, um, finally after the coronavirus delay, and we brought Javik Blake on the show to talk about that. But today, we're going to do another solo episode, so you just get me today and get to listen to my wonderful voice all episode long. And today, we're going to be talking about the NBA and their return in Orlando following their delay from the coronavirus. And the NBA has been rolling strong. You know, they're one of them and the NHL are probably the best two sports that are going on right now, uh, coming back from the coronavirus. And obviously the PGA and pro golf is doing phenomenal, and they've been rolling around, rolling on just fine. But they, wouldn't, they didn't really have a problem to begin with um, in terms of continuing on with their sport. But the NBA and the NHL, they've been doing fantastic coming back um, in their bubbles and being able to roll sports along and make sure all the players are staying healthy, which, of course, for those two sports, they are. So we're going to be talking about the NBA today. And, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of things been going down in the NBA. You know, they're, they're on that final stretch. Um, uh, you know, teams are making that last push for the playoffs coming up in, you know, the next week, week and a half. And, you know, they're trying to get into the playoffs, secure those last seeds. But for the most part, all the seeds are pretty much secure. And, you know, this past week, uh, we had the... Um, Brooklyn Nets and Orlando Magic, they clinched a spot into the East and clinched their playoff ticket. And in the East, the Washington Wizards were also officially eliminated. So we have all that going on. But we start today's episode uh, with the reveal of the finalists for the NBA awards for this season. And, and it should come to no surprise the guys that are on this list. Uh, starting it out with the MVP award, the most valuable player of the NBA season, the three finalists. Of course, are Giannis Antetokounmpo for the Milwaukee Bucks, LeBron James, and James Harden. No surprise with those three. Those three players have been absolutely phenomenal year in, year out. And this year, all three of them, again, just going off, leading their teams to the top of their divisions and the top of their conferences as well. You know, with Giannis and LeBron both securing the first seeds in their respective conferences. Um, but yeah, no surprise with these three uh, becoming the finalists for MVP. You know, after Dacumbo, he has a chance to have a second consecutive MVP award after winning it last year. And LeBron James is, you know, he's going for his fifth career MVP award. And, you know, he led the league in assists, helped transform this Lakers into a, into a championship contender unlike last season. He brought him back this year, secured that number one seed in the West. And then you got James Harden, you know, getting his third straight scoring title so far. You know, he's got 34.3 points per game right now. He's just insane. Lights out basketball from James Harden over in Houston and then for defensive player of the year we got Giannis Antetokounmpo again for the Bucks, Anthony Davis for the Lakers and Rudy Gobert for the Utah Jazz and this one's interesting um, you know with Giannis on there for MVP and a finalist for defensive player of the year he could join Michael Jordan as um, the third player to win MVP and defensive player of the year in the same season another player over on that list but joining the likes of Michael Jordan is very very uh, incredible, and you know he's had an incredible season leading that Bucks team. 
And then uh, Rodrigo Gobert is going for his third consecutive defensive player of the year nod. And Anthony Davis finally being recognized as one of the top defenders um, finally in his career this season. So good stuff from them too. And then for Rookie of the Year, we got Ja Morant from the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, Kendrick Nunn from Miami Heat, and of course the phenom Zion Williamson from the New Orleans Pelicans. He finally punched his ticket in and became a, uh, a finalist for Rookie of the Year. And I think the race for that's going to come down between those two players, Zion and Ja Morant. Um, but Ja Morant obviously played longer this season than Zion, had a lot more minutes, a lot more points, a lot more stats. So he might actually get the nod on that one uh, over Zion Williamson, I believe. And then we got sixth man of the year. We got uh, Montrell's uh, Harrell from the L.A. Clippers, Lou Williams from the L.A. Clippers, and Dennis Schroeder from OKC. Uh, most most improved player, we got Bam, Adebayo, uh, Luka Doncic, and Brandon Ingram. And then Coach of the Year, we got Mike B from the Milwaukee Bucks, Billy Donovan from OKC, and Nick Nurse from the Toronto Raptors. So we just want to run through those. Those are some breaking news today on Saturday um, that weren't really scheduled to be uh, in today's episode, but that news broke um, just a couple of hours ago, so I want to make sure I fit that in. Um, but the main thing we wanted to start off with um, and continue on for the rest of this episode is how these teams have been doing so far in the bubble, which teams have been doing good, which teams have not been doing good, and then which teams are trying to make a push to make these last spots and make the playoffs this season. So we begin with the Phoenix Suns, who have been lights out. I mean, the Suns are literally on fire. And um, you know I mean, they're 4-0 and in the bubble. They're undefeated. They're one of the only undefeated teams so far uh, since the NBA return in Orlando. And, you know, a 4-0 streak for the Phoenix Suns. Think about it this way. That's a long tied for the longest streak of Devin Booker's career since his first season in 2015 and 2016 season. That's how good this Phoenix Suns team has been since coming back from the bubble. And Devin Booker is a huge reason why. I mean, Devin Booker, since coming back, has been averaging 28 points per game. He's shooting 40% from deep. And, I mean, if you want just a film to go look at and see how good he's been, watch that game against the Clippers. Him hitting that fadeaway three um, right over Paul George and Kawhi Leonard against the Clippers, sinking it down, game winner. That's all you need to really see about Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns and what they've done so far um, since they've returned from the uh, coronavirus. And, I mean, they're just on fire right now. The Suns are on fire. And some news that's kind of interesting, we had Draymond Green um, from the Golden State Warriors. He came out and said that Devin Booker needs to leave the Suns. And, you know, Devin Booker has been with the Suns since they drafted him, never really done anything, never really got to the playoffs with them. They've always struggled. This year they're finally doing something. And, you know, the Suns are hoping that they can turn around with their franchise guy. But Draymond Green says otherwise. He says for the sake of Devin Booker's career, he needs to leave Phoenix and look elsewhere for the next couple of seasons. That's just an interesting little point to throw out there of how good Devin Booker's been so far as that other players are now speaking out, saying that he needs to leave this team and go chase a championship with somebody else. And with the Phoenix Suns, um, they're currently behind the Portland Trailblazers and the San Antonio Spurs in standings uh, for that eight seed. They're behind them, too. you got the Grizzlies currently in that eight seed. But then you got Portland and San Antonio, and then you got Phoenix below them. So the Phoenix Suns really have 
you know, a lot of work to do. Even though they're gone four and zero, they got a lot more work to do this week in order to secure that eight spot from the Grizzlies and pass Portland and San Antonio and the standings to get above those guys in order to make a shot at the playoffs. And you know, their next couple of games, they got the Miami Heat, uh, the Seventy Sixers. Um, they got Oklahoma City Thunder and the Dallas Mavericks to finish out their season. So, you know, OKC, uh, 76, I, I mean, all four of those teams are good teams, and that's going to be tough games for the Phoenix Suns. And they got to keep keep this win streak going, stay on fire like they are right now, and might end up clinching a spot into the playoffs and getting into that eighth seed. But like I said this week, they got a lot of work to do. So the next two teams we're going to talk about, some Rocky Bucks and L.A. Lakers. We've already mentioned them. A little bit when we were talking about the MVP awards with Giannis and LeBron James. I said that both these teams uh, this past week secured the number one seed in the East and in the West. So the one spot's officially locked up, and you got Milwaukee and you got LA. But uh, since they've locked it up, we've seen Giannis after the combo and LeBron James uh, been ticked out of their minutes a little bit and starting to sit. Um, you know, LeBron's dealing with a groin injury. Uh, but they're just trying to take the load off him. And then in Milwaukee, they're trying to take the load off Giannis. Make sure those guys are fresh, ready to go, because it's officially playoff season for those two teams. The rest of the games don't really matter. They secure their spot, and they're looking toward the playoffs. But the Lakers, however, have been have been struggling so far in the bubble, especially defending the wing and shooting the three on offense. Um, you know, if you want to see how bad they've been shooting the three, look against, uh, look at the stat line. And that game against OKC last week, the Lakers shot five for 38 from the three-point line. That's not something you want um, being the number one seed. And in the West, you're going to be facing guys like um, you know James Harden, Russell Westbrook. You got Kawhi, you got Paul George, and you got you know the Nuggets. All those teams that you're going to have to maybe potentially go up against in the playoffs. You have to learn how to defend the uh, defend the wing, and you got to shoot those threes. In order to beat teams like that, you're not going to win it in the paint. And um, just that's something that LA really needs to work on these last couple of games this week. Make sure that they, you know, trim out those loose ends and get ready for the playoffs and keep LeBron James healthy, of course, and make sure he is ready to go. So, next team we got, we want to talk about is the Philadelphia 76ers, currently sixth in the East. And the news we want to talk about with them is Ben Simmons, their starting point guard, again, is out indefinitely with a kneecap injury. And Ben Simmons, uh, we've seen this time and time again so far earlier in his career, and he's just always injured, man. This guy can't stay healthy. He's always has something wrong with him. And, you know, in my opinion, it's time to move on. Uh, ben Simmons isn't getting it done for Philadelphia. Um, he's not the guy Joel Embiid needs at the point guard position to really excel with his, to, in order for him to excel in his game, he needs a guy who can shoot threes. He needs a guy you can that you need to worry about on the outside in order to take pressure off of him on the inside. And Ben Simmons just isn't that guy. He's never trying to shoot a three, um, never even giving it a chance. So no one's ever worried about the outside in Philadelphia. They're only worried about the inside. And that's a struggle for Joel Embiid, having all those guys locked in on him. So Philadelphia, it's time to move on. Uh, the Ben Simmons experience uh, experiment has not worked out. It's time to move on from him, get a new point guard this offseason, and then I think they can definitely do something in the East. But with Ben Simmons, man, it's just too late for you, and it's time to move on. And especially with the Philadelphia 76ers, now with Simmons out, you are down to just Embiid 
and a couple of the other guys on the team. But right now they're looking to play the Boston Celtics already in um, in the first round of the playoffs. So already first game or first series in the playoffs, you already got a tough one on tap. Um, so it's not looking good. Philadelphia might be a one and done this season. Boston is looking really good from the outside, and they're just looking like a really solid team right now going into this year's playoffs. So Philadelphia, it's time to give it a good run against Boston, but it might be time to hang them up. And then, like I said, it's time to move on from Ben Simmons and get somebody else from Embiid to work with. And then we got the Denver Nuggets. Uh, They're currently third in the West. And they had a little news um, this week with Greg Popovich after they beat the Spurs. The head coach of the Spurs um, said that Nikola Jokic is looking like the reincarnation of the great Larry Bird. And that's big news. I mean, Larry Bird, one of the all-time greats in NBA history, and comparing this guy to him, and Jokic looks good. Uh, he lost a lot of weight during the coronavirus delay, came back stronger, uh, had a little issue coming back to Orlando, but finally came back, and he's he's just been a beast so far. Um, you know, he's doing it inside, he's doing it outside, and that's what Popovich has been seeing uh, from Nikola Jokic and what really brings out the comparison with Larry Bird. I mean, he's a big man. He plays inside. He gets the rebounds, does what he needs to do. But he's also going outside and pulling up from three, which is something you're not really seeing that much from big guys like Jokic. But he figured he's figured out that shot, and he's trimmed down his size a little bit to make him a little quicker. And inside, still as dominant as ever. So getting a comparison like, Larry Bird from one of the great coaches like Greg Popovich is a high praise in my opinion. And they will, they are looking to keep things going um, into the playoffs. And unfortunately, so far through the bubble, they've lost a lot of key players. You know, they lost Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, and Will Barton, uh, three guys from their starting five who are out. But to kind of complement that, Michael Porter Jr. is finally shining for the Denver Nuggets. And, you know, since they drafted him, it's he's taken a slow, slow approach. And, you know, he hasn't really shown up to his potential in his draft uh, standing yet. But finally he is now. Um, since the games returned in Orlando, Michael Porter Jr. has been going off. I mean, the last three games he shot 37 points, 30 points, and 27 points. So he's finally tearing it up now. And there's a big reason that Denver's keeping that third spot. And, I mean, and now I've locked up the third spot going into the playoffs. So without these three guys and their starting five, with those guys out, uh, Michael Porter Jr. really needed to step up, and he has so far. So him and Jokic uh, might form a good duo into the playoffs and might make a little bit of noise. So watch out for the Denver Nuggets. I think they're a team that's definitely being slept on right now. No one really talking about them. But Michael Porter Jr. is definitely heating up at the right time for Denver. And Jokic, uh, you know, trimming down, getting back into shape. And being dominant, um, that is a key, key recipe for a long run. And we'll see just how far they can go because three guys missing your starting five and you're playing a team like the L- uh, both L.A. teams, the Clippers and the Lakers, who are just stacked, have depth at every position. It's going to be tough against those teams. But those two guys are definitely doing a lot of work so far since the NBA return and are a key reason the Nuggets could be a team that can go into the second, maybe third round of this year's playoffs. So next team is the Indiana Pacers. Um, a big news with them is Victor Oladipo uh, rejoining the team. Um, he said before that he didn't think he was going to come back, was going to set out the season, wasn't going to come to Orlando. But he did eventually show up, um, so he is in Orlando. Definitely 
a huge key that the Pacers needed because they're currently sitting in the fifth in the East. They needed their star player. Um, but it's not Oladipo who's been the star player for the Indiana Pacers. It's actually TJ Warren who's been exceptional. I mean, since coming back, he's blown the roof off of stadiums. This guy shot 53 points against the 76ers, a career high for him. And that's just insane. You don't really see many 50-point games outside of guys like James Harden um, right now in the NBA. But TJ Warren just exploded that game. And then the two games after that still had 34 and 32 points. So if you average that out, he's shooting 33.8 points per game since coming back. And he's a huge reason the Indiana Pacers were on a 3-0 start um, coming back from coming back in Orlando. Um, and, you know, 33, 33.8 points per game um, before last night was tied for first uh, through four games, the four games in Orlando, tied with James Harden. So T.J. Warren just exploded out of nowhere. Been a real key for the Pacers um, in that 3-0 start. And Oladipo is a great addition, of course, to have back to the team and will help them continue on for the rest of the season. And then another team, the last team we're going to talk about, and this team just cannot figure it out for the life of them. They had the easiest schedule by strength of schedule in Orlando. Like from the start of Orlando to the start of playoffs, they had the easiest schedule, and yet they are 2-5. and And we're talking about the New Orleans Pelicans. And this team has all the hype on them. You know, they got the number one pick in Zion Williams, Williamson. Um, they got Lonzo Ball running down the court, running the point, throwing lobs left and right to Zion. Brandon Ingram really stepped up this season for the Pelicans. But yet they can't win games. And, you know, they're sitting in 11th. They need to figure something out if they want to make the playoffs. And, you know, what I've heard from good sources and what we talked about when I had David Shepard join the show the reason for this layout for the NBA season is what people are assuming for Zion Williamson, you know, the future face of the NBA that the NBA is hoping for, for him to make the playoffs in his rookie season. But they have not done anything since coming back. Two and five. Zion hasn't even played more than 25 minutes in a game. And, you know, they had a four-day break between their um, the game before last and then the game yesterday. And... Zion didn't even play. He was he. They rested him that game against Washington on Friday night, and he had a four day break. That's enough rest for a guy to come in. And we're not talking about a team who's locked in a playoff spot. We're talking about a team sitting at eleventh who needs to come up to eighth to make the playoffs. And they're resting their star player, managing him every game, managing his minutes, and it just makes no sense to me. If you want. If the NBA made this format for the Pelicans to make the playoffs, have Zion Williamson in the playoffs, their coach needs to realize that, realize that Zion is the key for this team if they want to make the playoffs, and they need to start giving him the minutes he needs to secure points and secure stats to help this team win. And it's not been the case, and they can't win without Zion. They're really struggling right now. And if they want to make the playoffs, they need him to start playing in this uh start playing a lot more minutes this coming week and try to lock down these games and get some wins in order to try to make a push to that eighth spot. But it's really looking unlikely. I mean, as the days go on, it's looking really unlikely that Zion and the Pelicans won't make the playoffs this season. Uh, I don't think they're going to make it. Um, I mean, you got teams like the Trailblazers and the Suns who have been on fire. 
and the Grizzlies still locked in that eight spot so far. So trying to beat out those teams is really hard when you're not playing your star player. And the Pelicans just need need a boost, and they need Zion to finally fully come back and play. Otherwise, it's not going to look good um, for New Orleans or for Zion uh, wanting to make that rookie of the year nod this season. It's not looking good if he can't even make the playoffs this season and not even putting up the stats to go along um, with it and not getting in the minutes, of course, and not even get those stats. So the Pelicans are in deep trouble right now, and they need Zion to come back and play. And, you know, I'm being a a little bit redundant on that, but that's what needs to happen, and it's definitely not really been good for New Orleans so far. So that's it. That's all we uh, got to talk about with the individual teams. Um, looking into this final week and a half of the se- of the regular season, a headline that we want to look out for is that race for the, those last spots in the West. The East already secured. The East has been locked down. The only thing left now is that race for the West. And you got the Grizzlies in eighth, the Trailblazers in ninth, the San Antonio Spurs in tenth, New Orleans Pelicans in eleventh, and the Phoenix Suns in twelfth. Looking at those key games this week making sure we can try to decide who we think can make that eight spot. Um, you know, you got the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they got three games left. They got Toronto, Boston Celtics, and Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Toronto and Celtics, those are tough games. And Milwaukee can be a tough game if Giannis plays that full game and they don't rest him for that final game of the season. If Giannis plays that game, those are three tough games for the Grizzlies to try to make the playoffs and hold on to that eight spot. Uh, for the Portland Trailblazers, they got the L.A. Clippers, uh, Philadelphia 76ers, Dallas Mavericks, and Brooklyn Nets. So, again, three tough games uh, for the Portland Trailblazers. They need Dam- Damian Lillard to unleash his inner um, Dame time and keep shooting lights out football. Uh, <laughs> lights out football. They need to keep shooting out lights out basketball. And uh, Damian needs to stay on fire, keep putting up those 40-point games, and they can take down teams like the Clippers, 76ers, and Mavericks. And they might actually sneak up, and I think they have a really good chance to sneak up in that eighth spot. And they can be a team worth uh, – a team they don't need to be overlooked if they can make that eighth spot. Damian Lillard has the chance to lead this team into the playoffs and make a little bit of noise if he can get in there. And then the San Antonio Spurs up next. they got the Pelicans, Rockets, and Jazz. So two winnable games um, with the Pelicans and Jazz. Jazz might be a tough one for them. Um, And then the Rockets, that will always be a tough game um, with both uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook to worry about in that game. That could be a tough one too for the Spurs. And then the Pelicans at 11th, who we've talked about for quite a while now. Uh, They got the Spurs, Kings, and Magic. Like I said, they've had the easiest, easiest schedule out of any team in the bubble the Pelicans need to make something happen against those three teams. And, you know, the Spurs will be a tough one, but then they got Sacramento and Orlando. They need to take care of those two teams and get that third game, uh, the first game against the Spurs. They can lock that down. They could actually turn things around, but, again, they need Zion those three games in order to win. And then at 12th, the Suns. Suns are on fire. Again, the theme for today's episode. They got the Heat, the Thunder, 76ers, and Mavericks, tough four-game stretch to end the season, and they need all four of those games in order to come up from 12th. So the Phoenix Suns, stay on fire. Devin Booker, stay on fire. You guys still have a chance to come up and make that eighth spot, but you just need to keep the ball 
going. Um, Devin Booker keep being lights out from deep, and the rest of the Suns just rally around his energy right now because he has all the energy. He's a key player. You need to you need to live off that energy. Win those next four games. They're tough games, but you got to battle through it. Win those four games. Get into the playoffs. Put a lot of respect for the Phoenix Suns this season, and hopefully turn this franchise around. Get them to the playoffs. Make some noise. That's what you guys need as a franchise. And that's what Devin Booker needs in order to stay on this team. That's all we got for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to a little bit of me rambling on about the NBA. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, If you haven't checked out some of our other episodes, go ahead and do so now. We've got a lot of great content. Phenomenal guests coming in week in, week out, joining the show, talking about all kinds of sports news. Check out the other episodes. Check out the Twitter at Slaw Sports Show, um, all kinds of breaking news on there. We're trying to keep up with everything, retweeting everything, putting your own comments, and putting polls. So make sure you uh, look out for all the stuff on our Twitter feed. And you know, if you like the NFL, we also have a website on our Twitter and um, the bio link in the bio for the website. And we're posting out articles on there for breaking NFL news, signings, trades, all that kind of stuff is on our website as well. But again, that's all the time we have for today's episode. So thank you for tuning in, listening to some NBA. And I hope you guys look forward to watching the season conclude, um, or the regular season conclude uh, this upcoming week and a half. And I hope you guys are ready for some playoff basketball. And always know we'll keep you covered here on the Saw Sports Show. But for this week, that's all the time we have. So again, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, peace.